almond skins. Ooh, got the nut skins in my teeth right now. Neat and gross. Got to make sure the listeners don't hear it's my like, smacking, ew. grinding, gnashing mouth. Apparently in hell there's a lot of <laughs> gnashing. There's a lot of gnashing in hell? Yes. How that, do you know? That's what they say in the Bible. They say gnashing in yeah, the Bible? Yeah, they say um, there will be... Something much sorrow and gnashing of teeth. Oh shit! <laughs> so you, damn, you have that a permanent actually, popcorn skin, you know popcorn what, oh. kernel stuck in your tooth, and it's right, it's hugging the curve of your tooth, and you just can't unlodge oh, it with god. your tongue. And it's stuck a little stuck. under your gum. Oh god! Like stuck in yes. your gum and hugging the curvature of your teeth. <laughs> yes. That would be my hell. My hell <laughs> would actually be a bunch of people all gnashing their teeth at the same time. Yeah. Like I can't when I when I hear people's mouth sounds when they're eating mm-hmm. like that kind of shit that drives me nuts you just gave that experience to our listeners yeah exactly i give them a little taste of the underworld you know what I get where you're all headed by the way if you <laughs> listen to this podcast you are going to hell i get um you know dried mango stuck in my teeth now that's that's an interesting stuck in teeth journey that, f- that feels privileged to me <laughs> <laughs> That's a privileged. Uh, it's the no gum sugar experience. added kind too. <laughs> it's the what? Very Whole Foods. The no, no sugar, sugar added. added. Yes, kind. Oh my god! Could you get like a more fancy thing oh stuck my god. in your teeth? Okay, fine. You caviar sturgeon bones. No. no. Listen, you guys. Nathan is coming over to my family's house in Florida for yes. Thanksgiving. Actually, Speaking we're about of to leave biblical in an hour. Traditions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and he's never been, even though we've been together for almost ten years. I've never done a holiday down south. Wow. So we're about to get weird. I told him it's weird. Like, okay, when I tell people who don't live in Florida, yeah, we just go to a restaurant on Thanksgiving. We don't cook. Mm-hmm. They're like, so. Like a Chinese restaurant or like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah, like every restaurant, I know my mom would love that. Mm-hmm. My mom pretends she's a Jew. Is this something that we've talked about on this podcast? I don't think so, but your mom is a really interesting character. <laughs> she loves Judaism. She's a Christian. She's a Christian, but she loves Judaism. She loves Jews. Uh-huh. She loves, as do uh, we. She loves Israel. She's a Zionist. That's interesting. <laughs> she, um, what else? She, she goes to temple. She attends lectures at yes, the temple. Yeah, yes, she, she like, loves it. Not just lectures, but she like goes to services at, at temple. I know. She loves Yiddish words. Learning she does. New, it's true. She uses them in conversation constantly. One thing I know about her that's not very Jewish is that she does not like smoked salmon. She does not. No, she doesn't. Or any smoked fish. Yeah. She's got a baby palate. That's a whole... That's... If she is a piece of bread, <laughs> a, a piece of Jewish bread, uh-huh. that would be a Holla. hole right in the middle. <laughs> right. Right. Making her a bagel. I guess yes, you have to have a, a, a hole to be a bagel, don't you? Anyway, so she grew up Jehovah's Witness. So she doesn't... She still doesn't understand holidays, even though she left the Jehovah's Witness faith when she was like, I think 17. Is that why Thanksgiving is so like important to her? I think so. Well, no, she likes to eat, but then it's weird because Nathan and I are good cooks, like really good cooks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyone would be lucky. And we were like, we'll cook for you. And she was like, no, thanks. She, she dodged our offer. What do you mean? No, thanks. We're going to eat at it. So this is what I was saying. So in Florida, because of all the snowbirds and all the old people that live there, mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't surrounded by their families because guess what? It's not where they're from, okay? So all the restaurants are open, all of them. And all the restaurants serve the same ass, prefixed ass 
you know, menu. What's it like? Is it like... It's bad. Traditional Thanksgiving yes, stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. turkey and stuffing? Yeah, and like, like usually, unless we go to a buffet, which uh-huh. we did last year. We went to a buffet at like an old folks golf community. No, that's interesting. I haven't been to a buffet in oh, it over was a decade. Oof, yeah. yeah. It was, um, I mean, not recommended, but recommended only to, to talk about after. For the experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but not for the sensory experience, because yeah. that was off. Right. Um. But what was I going to say? Oh, other than a buffet, it's you get like maybe two, three options. So like there'll be like a very traditional option on the prefix, like turkey, mashed potatoes, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be like one like different thing, like mahi, but it also is going to have like cranberries and like green beans or whatever. Weird. Like they're trying. Cool. Um, and okay. then and then maybe there's like a beef one or like a vegan. There's no vegan one. I don't know why I said that. There's never a vegan one. Um but yeah, so you'll have to choose between three options. I'm just prepping you. I'm fascinated. I ca- yeah. I can't wait to see it. I mean, you keep telling me that it's going to be weird and that like I should prepare myself, but like I'm this can only be fun for me, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And like I have no idea what the what all the other weird residents of Sarasota County will be doing on Thanksgiving either, and I'm yeah. excited to see. My mom used to. We used to have a tradition where we would go to the Starbucks early in the morning, mm-hmm. and we would take a bunch of McDonald's gift cards, mm-hmm. and we would pass them out to the homeless people. Yeah, that's nice. I know, but she hasn't been doing that lately. Oh, My okay. mom's off her game. It's you okay. also, if memory serves, you have. Uh, I remember a tradition in your family on Christmas of buying cartons of cigarettes and then throwing them out the window of your car to the homeless people yes i'm not proud of that well it wasn't your tradition that was (laughs) and hiding them in trees and stuff hiding them in trees i know i know like hiding like placing them like an easter egg yeah or like putting them really high up in a tree so you have to watch them climb the tree but still it's not much better i think it's nice yeah i think i mean well maybe not throwing them out the window and making so one scramble. time we were sitting at said starbucks uh-huh. and it's near like a bus stop so that's yeah. hence like homeless people yeah um and we saw this really wealthy probably like range rover suv lux whatever mm-hmm. like we uh, pull up and this guy came out and he started handing out 20 dollar bills to oh my all god the homeless people that and causes they, a massacre oh, it Oh, that's a bad idea mayhem. he had to like basically drive over someone's foot to get out oh like, my he god had to, like, yeah you get he mobbed to, he got mobbed he like, people did were not reaching. see that coming he did not at all he was like you know i'll do this thing it'll be cool christmas that is morning. a dumbass idea dude god so, damn so it dumb. obviously he's never been poor yes exactly exactly <laughs> okay that is something only a permanently rich person would ever even consider doing yeah handing out 20 dollar bills you're gonna get torn to pieces but my mom was like i Imagine if they were cigarettes. (laughs) And that's how the tradition began. Listen, I think that I think that handing out cigarettes is nice. I mean, they're bad for you. Bad for you. Oh, but also it was because the Salvation Army also hands out these little baggies. Yeah. And we sit and watch uh-huh. over our lattes. Mm-hmm. Um, the homeless people throw the oranges, throw the fucking piece of bread. I mean, they yeah, just who throw can, they it. Who gives a fuck about this shit? And there's the food, only like, right. you know, there's usually one thing in there that they want. I don't know what it is. Fascinating. But, uh-huh. You know, it's funny. It's just like, so well, she's yeah, like, I well mean, give them something they want. Then they're throwing away the oranges. They that's exactly what I was going to say. I yeah. mean, like you, you let them have a vice. Yeah, let, let them have, them have on fucking Christmas. Come on. Like make, give them something that they would actually want. 
and not know, spend also, their five dollars that they got. This is know. the last thing I'll say about my mom. Uh, she has permanent smokers lung, and she's she never does? smoked. Oh my god! Because she grew up in the 1970s yeah. with an alcoholic mother in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh god, Who she got second had. She got secondhand smokers lung. Yeah. Fuck. Every dude. doctor she goes to is like, "No, you're you smoke. You're a smoker." Yeah, right? and yeah. she's like, "Swear to God." Swear to God. Oh my god! Can you <laughs> imagine? I always th- whenever I think about like, because uh, I don't smoke cigarettes. Neither do you. You yeah. smoke one like once a year. Yeah. Maybe. But like, on my on our wedding day. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, but I always think when I think about a smoker's house, I always think like the color of like the blinds. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff that's supposed to be white, like no. turning yellow mm-hmm. and getting covered in like tar and grease yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's the inside of your mom's lungs, babe. I know. Okay, so I'm going down south to the Sunshine State for Thanksgiving, and I'm excited to report back the shit that I see. And the shit that we do. Awesome. Um, so we got a mini show today, babe. Yep. So let's start with your Florida woman. What okay. have you brought to the I table? I want you to pick out of three. I'm going to give you three headlines. What do you want to hear first? Okay. Florida woman calls 911 about dead body in driveway later is arrested for murder. Intriguing. Florida woman shoots two loud house guests on Thanksgiving. Very intriguing. Fam, you grad student is finally... Is to finally receive degree nearly derailed by controversial photo. That one, there's so much mystery. I need to know okay, what's going great, on. Perfect. Tarika Williams thought the photo she took in the spring, not long after she participated in the graduation ceremony at Florida A&M in Tallahassee, brought out her creativity. She thought the photo brought out her creativity. Just recapping. What was she doing, I okay. wonder? Florida A&M stopped Tarika Williams from getting her master's degree in the spring over a viral image that appeared to be her in the nude, but they're now changing course. What? Appeared to be. They keep saying appeared to be. It's strange. Well, what, what happened? A, what appeared to be a nude photo taken at a Florida landmark delayed Williams from launching her career. Williams thought the photo she took in the spring, not long after she participated in the blah, 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 blah. They already said that. Okay. Quote, I took one next to the snake statue that represents me shedding like a snake into my new chapter. (laughs) Tarika says. Shut up, Tarika. The image was taken alongside the landmark snake synonymous with the FAMU nickname, the Rattlers. Okay. Williams posted the image on her social media and it looked like she wasn't wearing clothes. Now I'm concerned about this article because i want to know if she actually was wearing clothes or not well, does Why it did show they you the picture saying, no no Mm-mm. it just implies that it looked like they're like trust me you trust gotta me. believe <laughs> i know i want to see it i Got gotta be, i gotta be honest with you this one was not as uh exciting as i wanted it to be i thought she was going to be doing like the nazi salute or oh, like you know no like, no she just okay so in the middle of the night tamika's getting creative like who is, god yeah. knows what she that went means. to like this famous statue on the famu campus mm-hmm. that's like a snake and she like was nude was and it looked like the snakes skin. was like coming out of her head or whatever Shut up. and she was like i don't think i violated any rules and they were like you've been suspended you're you're not even getting your diploma what the fuck, guys? I know. Oh, okay. oh, my God. I just answered my own question. If you scroll down further, it says she was actually wearing a nude-colored bodysuit. Okay. That's ridiculous. Fam you, shame on you. This is all dumb. That's all dumb. dumb. D- read me the one about the, the woman who shot her noisy house guests. All right. So, a Florida woman opened fire on her house guests because they were too loud and overstayed their welcome, police said. Alana Yvette Savelle, 32. And this is when I look at her mugshot Hell of and I a go, name. Ugh. I love the way I look (laughs) as a 32-year-old, 33-year-old woman. 
Okay. Um, you know, because it can go so wrong. I feel like this is the exact age where the split happens, where you either start to look old or you don't. This is the split. This is the time. Where this you're is the at threshold. right now, you're saying. Yes. And how old is Ilana again? 32. She's 32. Yeah. And she's not looking too hot. No. Can I see? Yeah. Let's see. Well, she has a teardrop that is falling mid mugshot by oh the way oh my god it's, it's it's caressing her cheek it's her it's her close-up moment yeah yeah okay well so here's the thing is that she pro- i don't think she ever like had a, a good looking a, a day skincare routine unfortunately yeah. no i mean like also her head's the shape of a bowling ball <laughs> it's not it's fair no, but it is true fair. and yeah. she's pouting she looks like augustus gloop in this picture <laughs> no she does Oh yeah. Although the little fat, the, the the fat that she has is actually sort of pre- preserved. Um, she doesn't have many wrinkles, I guess I should say. I'm used to seeing Florida women who have like sunken cheeks. For you know sure, this I mean? is and, not like, this woman. Deep set eyes. No. Yeah. A um, little bit of a methy face. Going yeah, you've got to keep her. a little fat on. I think as yeah. you age, or else things are just gonna go wrong so quickly. I agree. Okay. Um. So. She was hosting a couple at her Panama City home when the visitors apparently became Panama noisy. City. I know. Panhandle, right? Panhandle. There you go. Police say she ordered them to go before shooting the man and woman in the legs. Well, at least, you know, she wasn't trying to kill them. <laughs> Considerate of her. Yeah. The victims went to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. <laughs> oh, my God. Says she was charged with aggravated battery by a firearm. Aggravated battery by a firearm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean... You know, she just, she could have just dropped some hints. She could have. She could have said. You know, like said, we all do, sort of like, oh, like, well, oh, the old, I better like, be getting, yeah, that's. Slap your thighs yes. and like stand up. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's a strong hint. It you don't is. need, there's no need for firearms in no this situation. Need. No need. No, Although I, something tells me her higher reasoning is not quite at the same level that perhaps your yours and mine. No, and listen to this too, so. So not only did she shoot the woman, Christy Jo Moore, mm-hmm. in both legs, um, she also shot Christy's boyfriend, Cowboy. Cow- his name is Cowboy? It just says Cowboy. Interesting. And she also shot her own boyfriend in the leg. What the fuck? She's just know. shooting everybody. Damn. Aggravated battery with a firearm. Hell. It's good to finally know the legal term for going buck wild on your Thanksgiving <laughs> guests. Yeah. Okay, babe. Well, I'll I'll do you one more. How about this? This mm-hmm. is my Florida man. After Thanksgiving dinner, a Florida man gunned down his entire extended family in a premeditated murder spree. What? This is from a website called Thought Catalog. One thing not to be thankful for this Thanksgiving is that nowhere is safe from violence and murder, especially not an idyllic Thanksgiving dinner complete with Christmas carols in a wealthy Florida suburb. Hell of a run-on sentence there, Chrissy Stockton. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy Great was journalism. almost a crystal, so you got to give her a little... That's true. She's half a crystal. <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day in 2009, a 35-year-old Florida man named Paul Michael Merhiga, Mariga surprised his family by attending a Thanksgiving dinner hosted by his cousin in a gated community in Jupiter. He surprised his family, so he wasn't invited? I guess he showed up uninvited. Okay, there's a reason he wasn't invited. There were 16 members of the Merhiga family in attendance. Paul had a history of not getting along with his family and had even been forced to stay away by a restraining order his sister took out. But Paul's parents took pity on him and didn't want him to be alone on Thanksgiving, even if other family members had explicitly said that they were uncomfortable. When Paul asked where Thanksgiving was being held that year, they invited him. 
Ugh, the parents, the love of a parent. Seriously. Anyone who has witnessed someone becoming the black sheep of their family for being gay, while the uncle that molested children in the family continues to be invited to dinner, can understand the dynamics of how this happened. Oh. I don't... I don't think she's describing him, though. I think she's just using that as an example. Really? A very convoluted what example. A strange example to put in the middle of your article. It leads me to believe that, that that's, that's what the happened to Paul. But family. I don't think that's that. That that's what. So she's happened. talking about herself. It kind of seems like it, it does. Or maybe not. Maybe <laughs> just like it just seems like a really random example to pull. But uh, I, I get it. That's okay. a very it. I, it does clearly demonstrate. Well, the uncle who's molesting everyone's always still invited. I don't know about that's you, true. but every family I've ever known, including mine, he's that always had a molesting still uncle. Yeah, it's like no one. <laughs> this is just like that's part of the deal, I guess. If you're a molesting uncle, like, listen, you still guys. Get invited if everywhere. you have a molesting uncle, call the fucking police. Yeah, stop inviting him. Stop inviting him yeah. to Thanksgiving. He's just gonna keep molesting. <laughs> He's gonna get everybody at the kids' table. I know. You one know what by I mean. One. Pick them off. You gotta, you gotta kick him out. Yeah. In preparation for this family meal, Paul spent two thousand dollars on guns and ammunition and withdrew twelve thousand dollars from his bank account. He told the salesman who helped him purchase a scope for a bolt-action Remington seven hundred rifle that he was going hunting. While the family prepared dinner that day, Paul's mother and sister had a conversation about why he'd asked to be invited to dinner. Carol, Paul's mother, said, I hope he doesn't come and kill us all tonight. <gasps> In a oh moment of almost clairvoyance. Um, Paul's sister, Lisa, agreed, saying, It came to my mind, but don't say that to Dad, because Dad would get upset that we had such ideas. Oh, man. Interesting little side conversation. Family members said Paul was quiet at dinner until he went to his car and returned with a gun and started shooting. That evening, Merhiga killed his 76-year-old aunt, Raymonde Joseph, <laughs> his 33-year-old twin sisters, Carla Merhiga and Lisa Knight, and his first cousin once removed, six-year-old oh, no. fucking shot a six-year-old Michaela in the face. No. Lisa Knight was pregnant at the time that she no. got killed, so he, oh my God, this guy's got like eight bodies. No. Michaela was asleep in her bed, but Paul deliberately went up to her room and shot her three times. As he gunned down his family members, Paul said, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. Oh, my God. Surviving family members said there was no warning or argument that took place that day. Paul Merhiga fled the scene and went off the grid, living on the cash he'd withdrawn, until he was caught in January 2010. In 2011, he pled guilty in order to avoid the death penalty. Coward. Yeah. Pussy. You, you go upstairs and shoot a fucking six-year-old to death? Damn. Florida still has the... The death no, penalty. Yeah. yeah, I know. He should have got that, what, what is it, like uh, uh, ammonium sulfide or whatever? You know, they think that Ted Bundy, when he escaped from Colorado prison, went to Florida on purpose. Um, to get the death penalty? To get the death penalty, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ted Bundy. Fuck I this know. guy, too. Um, Paul Merhiga had been given a privileged upbringing in the Miami area. He was an honor student and an athlete at Gulliver Prep before getting a degree from the University of Miami. However, afterwards, Paul never got a job and supported himself. Which leads me to ask the question, why the fuck did he have $12,000 to withdraw? I know. I was thinking that was quite a bit of money. Richard Gellis is a sociologist who's written over 20 books on family violence. He says the holidays can be a dangerous time because... These men are confronted with economic and relationship stressors more than other times of the year. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but Paul didn't have a fucking job. So like, what was his Well, that's his an deal? economic stressor, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But he had $12,000 in the bank yeah. and enough money to go fucking buy a shit ton of guns and ammunition. It's weird. Um, Gellis says that in the case of Paul Merhiga, people who, quote, return to kill their family members can be motivated by failing to successfully live on their own. When they are confronted with the prosperity and success of others they view as less intelligent or weaker, their self-esteem cannot recover. Mm. These people are often young men, socially isolated, and have a low socioeconomic status. Yeah, did it say how old he is or what was when he committed the crime? He was 35. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, there's a Florida Thanksgiving for you, babe. It's a family annihilation. Your mom has a gun. She does have a gun. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. No, I know. We there will be out. there will be guns and ammo nearby on our Florida Thanksgiving. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, we got They seem to be something of a tradition down there. <laughs> they are. They yeah. are. All right, I'm going to tell you my Florida fact. Please. Um and then we got a boogie. Yes, I know. So, okay. This is going back to our Scientology episode. It's an update, okay? It was sent to me by my dear friend and dear listener Benoit, okay. Oh, shout he out to Benoit. Me, we love uh, Benoit. A, a link to Leah Remini's Twitter that says this, and this is regarding Shelley Miscavige. Number one, it says, many of you know that Shelley Miscavige, the wife of Scientology's leader David Miscavige, who has been missing for over fifteen years. Well, I have got a hell of an update for you. Number two, meet. Corey Palka, a 34-year vet of LAPD and a longtime captain of the Hollywood Division. Corey was in charge of the division where I filed my missing persons report into the disappearance of Shelley Miscavige. Here, and it's a picture below, Corey accepts a check from Scientology for an LAPD charity. It's, Whoa! It's um 20... Could that be million? Am I going crazy? Wait. 20 million? No, 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 There's no sorry. 20,000. Okay. Sorry, but it's a big check. Um... <gasps> Number three, here's where things get interesting. Corey is now being investigated for providing confidential investigative information to top CBS oh executives, my God. which begs the question, what in, what investigative information has he provided to Scientology? So Scientology's got a man on the inside in the LAPD. Yep. And it says, in 2013, after I left Scientology, I filed a missing persons report with the LAPD on Shelley. By the time I filed the report, it had been nearly eight years since I had heard or seen from Shelley. And this is Leah Remini doing all this yes. stuff, right? Star of King of Queens. Yes, yeah. exactly. She talks about like not seeing her at Tom Cruise's wedding and how mm -hmm. weird that was because like she's married to the head guy and that was like the wedding of the millennium or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and just like it says, hours after I filed the missing persons report, the case was closed. Yeah. The LAPD announced to the press that they had found Shelly. So sus. The news Extremely was released sus. first to the press, not to me who filed the report. I learned about all of this from the media, not the LAPD. When I asked if detectives had spoken to or seen Shelly themselves, they told me that was classified by the LAPD. I was told to file a public record request if I wanted further information. I spent $50,000 in attorney fees filing various requests. Jesus My requests Christ. for information from the LAPD were shut down. I still don't know of anything about were. the circumstances of this investigation. Holy shit, babe. So Scientology also hires off-duty LAPD cops as security and donates to LAPD charities. Of course they do. So they, get, they basically have their own private security force in the LAPD. Yep. God damn. It's that is sort a hell of a of Disney playbook too. I mean, it's it's much more sinister, actually. But Disney also has its own police force. Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah, it does. 
Well, and it also has the FBI and the CIA helping it out whenever it needs to. Yeah, with you know money, what I mean? with whatever. And then they're the propaganda wing of the FBI and the CIA. This is, I swear to God, this is not conspiracy theory, guys. This is all actually true. Yeah. Walt Disney did collaborate with the FBI and CIA, and they fucking filmed the Mickey Mouse Club at the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. How crazy is that shit? I mean, that should just tell you all you need to know. Yeah, so the LAPD is basically acting as like an armed security wing for the Church of Scientology. Yeah. By the way, Shelley Miscavige, I know where she is. She's at the bottom of the fucking ocean. Yeah. She's dead, they dumped dude. her body off the she free winds. gone, exactly. And did you know also that the Hollywood division of the LAPD had a information kiosk running a video about Scientology until just recently they took it what? down? What? In the Hollywood precinct? Yeah. In the like building, they had a fucking Scientology kiosk? Yep. This is crazy. Yeah. God damn. Um, thank you, Benoit, for giving us that information. We love you. We miss you, bro. Um, thanks for listening. Okay, I have my Florida fact for you, and then we need to get got. Um, okay, so, Kelsey-Ann, many think that the first Thanksgiving was held between English colonists and the Wampanoag tribe in uh-huh. New England in the 1600s, right? Mm-hmm. That's the story they tell you. Guess where the first Thanksgiving actually happened? No other place but St. Augustine, Florida. No. Thanksgiving began in Florida. No. Yes, it did. Yes, it, it did. It was in St. Augustine? It was, a, it was a feast meal between the Spaniards and the local natives, um, and they ate basically whatever the Spaniards had on their ships, which was like sea biscuits. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking stew, some kind of horrible <laughs> rat stew or whatever, and a bunch of red wine. Whoa. So you know those Puritans, they weren't drinking. They did they were drinking fucking yeah, fuck like that. Yeah. Fuck them. They're so boring. That's exactly. the most boring they part suck. of American history. You know they weren't drinking. No. These guys were going buck wild with the Cherokees down Hell south yeah. in Florida, drinking red fuck wine and yeah. eating rat stew and sea biscuits. But that's what I'm saying. This Thanksgiving as a tradition, um, we we think about as coming from New England and being about like the English settlers, the Pilgrims, whatever Plymouth Rock, et cetera, et cetera. But the first time that Europeans and Native Americans sat down to have a big feast and party and jam out was 56 years prior in the 1500s in Saint Augustine, Florida. Thanksgiving is a Florida tradition, and that is that. I love it. I love it too. I'm excited to see what it's like, and I hope I hope to God that that gun stays in the drawer where it's safely locked away. <laughs> uh, but I do know we're going to be drinking heavily, and that's going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, listeners, we love you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Please keep the firearms safely stowed away and hopefully behind lock and key. That'll be great.